time to make the crunch time plays. Now your host, Bennett Gainey. Bennett Gainey, the crunch, crunch, crunch time plays. This is Pat Smith from Three Man Front, and you're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey there, it's Brooks Austin with Sports Illustrated's Dogs Daily. You're listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Jared Talmadge with the Pig Trail Nation, and you are watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays. Hey, it's Jim Dunaway from the next round, and when it comes down to the final ticks on the clock, I always look for Crunch Time Plays. What's up, everybody? Thanks for hopping back into Crunch Time Plays today, whether you're watching us on YouTube, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks so much. Make sure you go ahead and hit that subscribe button because we're we're diving towards the college football season. we got a lot of things coming, and, and we're going to talk today about something that's become very prevalent in the college football world and in the college sports world in general, and that's NIL. And got Eric Sanchez today. He's kind of heading up the NCAA, all the NIL stuff for United Public Affairs. Definitely get his his thoughts on that let him plug all that uh, at the end what he's doing but but eric hope you're doing well brother and thanks so much for taking some time today now bennett i appreciate you having me on man it, uh you know uh, as a as a louisiana you can appreciate it in south carolina like just being able to uh put up with this heat so it's great to, to have a chance to be indoors and have a conversation it's fantastic <laughs> that's definitely true definitely been a definitely been a hot summer and it's you know it's yeah. certainly going to continue as we're uh heading into the football season getting back out on getting back out Absolutely. you know in stadiums and things hopefully hoping for for full knock on wood full capacity on that and and you know it's right. going gonna to be hot because it's uh it, you know it gets hot up around till late late october early november around here so it's gonna be hot for a good while yeah, we kind of have like a week of winter and then everything else around that ends up just being summer uh, and like August summer. So, you know, I, I still have all my coats from my time living up north, but I really don't use them at all. <laughs> so, I think a vest is probably the heaviest layer you need around here. <laughs> no, definitely no need for any uh, heavy jackets or anything uh, around these parts, right. but but you know when we start when we talk about NIL to start just to start off the the conversation I do want to ask like what what are what are some of the favorite deals that you've seen that that athletes have signed I know we've got De'Eric King now quarterback from Miami signing with with National Hockey League's Florida Panthers for for a deal and then you no know, it really hits home around here in South Carolina a lot of the South Carolina players are partnering with Bojangles and different different uh southern places like that i know bo nix is is partnering with bojangles and milo sweet tea and just everything we love uh, down here in the south but but what what have been kind of some of your uh favorite deals that you've seen and, and things that have the most potential for for these some of these athletes i think my i think my favorite so far has been uh the arkansas lineman that signed up with uh a, a local barbecue joint um <laughs> the barbecue joint for their part uh, didn't reveal the details of the sponsorship, but I have to imagine they're probably going to lose a lot of barbecue this season. <laughs> if they, if they've seen the line up there, I feel like they'll clear it. Now I will say, I think the most intriguing, um, was the first example you brought up with, uh, Derek King, like, you know, um, the capability to have a, uh, well, number one, his own prowess 
uh, of understanding of NIL and how he's been able to uh, turn this into a generator of opportunity for himself. Um, whether it was, you know, creating um, uh, a platform similar to Cameo just for student athletes, uh, or you know, taking the NFT approach, um, it's clear that like Derek is going to be someone who proactively figures out his opportunity, uh, while he also, you know, uh, get, receives the opportunity. He's probably getting, uh, I would assume, uh, via an agency helping him out. But yeah, the Florida Panthers deal, I think, you know. Um, exposed a new line pipeline of opportunity um uh for these players and i would not be surprised if in like you know the next week or two you start seeing other student athletes sign on with other uh professional teams locally probably not football uh, you know if you're a football player but i think it's intriguing uh to have you know something like a hockey team um uh, uh you know both still have their local credentials with having uh, some college players come in uh, to to use their NIL um, to help support the team. So, you know, I think that one's been been pretty fascinating. But yeah, it just it, it's there. I feel like every week or every day, even we're seeing new examples of how um, student athletes are applying this opportunity uh, to work for them, and also, you know, um, uh, give us a better idea and, and picture of. Uh, what we should anticipate for those of us who are, you know, um, excited about or working uh, within this opportunity to see. And it's just, it's so much more we've learned than just the clear cut uh, Nike deals and and, and things that uh, we generally see happen uh, in the pro sponsorship arena. Um, people are getting really creative. Uh, it's clear that, that uh, this is something that should have happened quite some time ago. Uh, in some regards, I think we would have seen um, uh, a lot fewer instances of, of what was formerly considered to be, um, you know, scandal-ridden uh, situations, so to speak, because <laughs> now, now they wouldn't have existed in this new terrain, which, you know, I think ultimately is great, but obviously uh, we have to be cautious and look at, at the way that the, these pipelines of opportunity are being used for the benefit of the student-athletes. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, and obviously, you know, when we talk, when we start thinking about a lot of these opportunities, you know, Quinn yours, obviously, uh, forwent his, his senior season uh, of high school there at South Lake Carolina, Texas, to take advantage of his uh, potential NIL opportunities uh, at Ohio state. And, and I know a lot of people, you know, think, think, you know, have mixed opinions on that, but I mean, the fact is that these, you know, these are the rules that that are set in place, and he's just taking advantage of of what he can he can take advantage of because you you know nothing's nothing's guaranteed, and and football's going to be over for for a lot of these guys, uh, a lot of them after college, and and several of them after the NFL as well. So I definitely felt like it was important for him to to go ahead and and go ahead and accept. Uh, those those sponsorships and deals to be able to to start investing in his future and, and you know these these top schools like like Ohio State the Alabamas the Clemson's of the world and even you know every other Power Five school they've seen this coming uh, for the last couple of years so they've really been able to get out right. ahead of this and and really educate uh, the guys and 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 girls on you know what are smart deals to sign but most importantly the business management of being able to to manage money and different things like that that they wouldn't necessarily get uh in their normal setting as as being a, a student athlete there at a university that's right and you know um 
you know, you bring up um, some of the larger market schools and, you know, to that effect, uh, we see a system in play where like with those larger market schools, uh, there's an abundance of opportunity, but we're working with a field of, of you know, half a million uh, student athletes. But it, we're, we're seeing, you know, both pros and cons. You mentioned, um, uh, uh, you know, the opportunity to, to enter into the college arena sooner in order to take advantage of, of, of these opportunities. I was reading today that that um, uh, many Olympians are deciding to stay in school um, as a result of this now that they have the opportunity to be able to take advantage of this stuff because obviously a lot of them are, are college age but you know can't bank in um, in the same way that you know, some of the pro players that also uh, uh, play double duty as Olympians end up getting the benefit of as a result of this. So I mean it's nice to see that you know working in, in, in every direction. Um, I feel like, you know, uh, for at least the angle that I'm looking at, uh, you know, my firm certainly isn't um, a CAA or a UTA uh, where they're working with, you know, the next Zion Williamson, uh, so to speak, and anchor it locally to me. But, you know, looking at um, uh, the 98% of these athletes who aren't going um, uh, to go into pro sports, just being able to have the opportunities in place and, and having that out there and seeing that, at least for now, um, outside of, of uh, boosting up sponsorships, um, you know, during official team time, it seems to me like there's really no holds barred to what these what these student athletes are allowed to do. Yeah, that's definitely true. And and you know, when you think about some of these, is kind of focusing our attention on the on the top players, the upper echelon of of players. Do you, do you get the sense that this is something that we're we're going to see a lot more of, especially specifically of, of, of people foregoing their senior seasons of high school. Cause I definitely feel like we've opened kind of Pandora's box, uh, if you will, with right. all this NIL stuff going on. Definitely, definitely feel like, you know, when we, when we thought about, you know, opting out of a bowl game was certainly unheard of uh, back in, back in 2016 when Leonard Fournette and, and Christian McCaffrey decided to opt out of a bowl games because of the, you know, the perception about the, the college football playoffs. It, it definitely, it seems like that we're going to be seeing a lot more of this, especially in the, you know, the 2023, 2024, like different type of classes, things as we continue to work out the kinks and, and work out what's the good and the bad uh, of NIL. Right. It definitely seems like once we know more about it, we're definitely going to be seeing a lot more of a, uh, of athletes, you know, for possibly for if they're, you know, able to do it academically, being able to, to forego their senior seasons of high school and take advantage of a lot of these deals that these schools have put in place. Yeah. You know, I think it's one of those uh, opportunities where, um, you know, maybe after a semester we'll be able to see some of the impact in terms of things like, uh, you know, median GPAs and uh, looking at the percentages on how this is, uh, contributing or not toward, um, you know, the four-year graduation rate. And and obviously, it's like the student-athlete has a bunch of, uh, of decisions to make as well. I would naturally assume, obviously, if, if, you're, if you are um, a student-athlete who uh, has a certain potential to be able to take advantage of these sponsorships, um, you know, obviously, nothing is guaranteed. But under that assumption, there's a pipeline of opportunity where they're going to be working within that 2% of uh, I would say that, like, obviously, sponsorship opportunities, um, at least the ones that are, are more serious and have real dollar figures um, attached to them, 
uh, obviously, you know, comes with a dilemma for any young person who is either, you know, thinking before going uh, the last part of high school or the last part of college and understanding like what the earning potential would be. Um, ultimately, at the school level, it's going to be the responsibility of these athletic departments to to be at least, you know, as as uh, good of conduits uh, for you know their student athletes as possible. But you know, some of my concern is, um, uh, particularly in the smaller markets, there's just not uh, the infrastructure in place that some of the bigger schools have. I know that, like for example, you know, Ohio State um, has a program that. Uh, you know, offers their student athletes like best practices on social media. Um, uh, even specifically when it comes to things like sponsorship engagement. Uh, in addition to the obvious things like, you know, making sure that you display and, and uh, exhibit appropriate behavior on social media. But so many schools don't have, you know, that obviously Ohio State has an extreme, you know, boosters program like other big schools. Um, but yeah, you know, just in my a uh, short period of conversations, a little bit over a month, you know, I've heard um, of schools that that are not offering any guidance on, on the NIL rule, um, which is something for me that, like, I analyze as, as you know, um, uh, a signal that there's obviously an opportunity to be a good actor amongst uh, these young folks. I'll tell you what, you know, it is interesting sitting down um, for the first time with a student athlete to talk over their opportunities. Because it's a good reminder, you know, um, uh, we're dealing with, with young people that are like between the ages of 18 and, and 22. And, you know, I'm 35, but I remember where I was when I was that, that age range. And to have someone sit you down and talk to you about like the business side of, of, uh, something that, that started as like, you know, um, uh, a passionate hobby, probably in, in many cases or something that like, you know, you went through, at least for me, I, I didn't take to sports, obviously, but, you know, I was I, at least run through the gamut by my parents of everything. And I really love, you know, basketball. Um, uh, but for a lot of young people, you know, they don't really think about uh, at that age, you know, the business implications, and especially since this is a new um, area of opportunity. Uh, it, it's, it's, you know, I, I recall talking to my first student athlete and the poor kid was just like, deer in headlights, trying to understand everything he he had at his at his capability it was kind of just like we had a long discussion he's like look man you know if i get a free pair of shoes that sounds awesome <laughs> um you know i feel like uh, uh a, a lot of a lot of young people are, are looking at this you know as a well wishful thinking but you know obviously i i feel like for those that know that you know they're on a four-year track of of um hopefully getting through college and starting their professional careers, uh, they look at it in a different lens than, than some of the players who understand um, that, you know, um, their capabilities are going to land them into a professional sport. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, and I did want to ask you about your, your thoughts on how uh, it affects recruiting, especially in college football, college basketball. I know this is huge, you know, huge, topic of discussion uh, being around this is how's it going to affect recruiting how's it going to affect recruiting these top athletes and you know a lot of the, or just some of the you know some of the guys that, that i've talked to and a couple of the people that i've a couple others that i've had on the show that have talked to some of these uh, athletes is they don't you know a lot of them don't take to when the the coaches are talking to them about about nil they prefer to 
to just have their conversations about about their relationship with the coach and what's gonna be, what's life gonna be like on the field for them. So NIL is definitely not a top priority for a lot of these kids. But but how when if you well, if you were you know in a coach's shoes or, or something like that, when when in the process would you possibly bring up uh, NIL to these kids and or would you just wait for the for the kid to to bring up about some specific opportunities that, that they may have at that school? Well, I really think it, 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 you know, and I understand with all the responsibility and a coach's day to day, it's, it's uh, probably difficult, but, you know, I, you know, for, for every Derek King, there's, there's like, you know, a hundred not Derek Kings. And so, you know, being able to identify who Derek is and, and obviously talk through um, uh, the opportunities and the pitfalls, because again, it's like, you're already a student and an athlete, and now uh, you're also, you know, a spokesman or woman for uh, whatever local company or national brand that you have at your disposal. And it's just another added layer, I think, of, um, you know, opportunity, but also potential anxiety at a time where you're really trying to navigate uh, the next stage of your life. So, like, you know, whereas a coach also, you know, really serves in a mentorship role. Um, I think there is a, a, an immediate responsibility during the recruitment process just to at least like let players know what their rights are. Um, and, and, you know, uh, especially at these smaller schools that don't have those resources, I think it, it's, um, you know, obviously, and I, I, I kind of look at everything in, in terms of, of um, uh, any potential problems within the structure, but, you know, uh, I'm hopeful that, at least after this first year, uh, there'll be a set of rules of the road in place, even if it's just like uh, a set that operates in good faith and not with any um, legal or official backing behind it. Um, at least, you know, helping some of these, at least on the sponsorship side, uh, making awareness that, that, yeah, we are dealing with uh, student athletes and they have a responsibility to those two roles. Uh, in some cases, uh, one anchors the opportunity for the other. Um, and so like, you know, uh, being beholden to the fact that like, we have to be, we have to work in, in, in truly the good faith of these, of these, uh, young people and, and helping them, uh, guide towards success and not away from it. Um, and yeah, you know, I think that it, it really in this, in this opportunity, it can take a village in terms of having you know, the entire athletic staff involved um, in helping these student athletes navigate. And when you're, you're looking at a, a body of half a million, uh, that's a big task. But, you know, the resources are there. And I, I think, you know, it should be a moral responsibility of uh, the school and the athletic staff to help um, help these student athletes understand, you know, the opportunities and risk of this whole new landscape. Yeah, that's definitely true. And, you know, I've, it certainly makes you appreciate the guys that, that are certainly, you know, focused on, on the field, being on, being on the field, being in the classroom, not necessarily concerned about, about what deals they're going to have. Certainly if they're, if you're, if you're good enough, those deals are, are going to find you. But I did want to ask you about the, you're, you're working specifically with a lot of the athletes right now, especially in your area. One of the things I'm curious about, and I know our audience probably is too is what types of questions you're getting uh from these kids that that are 
really considering these opportunities whenever you first sit down and meet with them? What kind of initial questions are they asking you? And as if, is the process really becoming clear for them as they get down the road in this process as you kind of walk through them? Well, you know, I think the nice thing about, uh, about this opportunity is that, you know, every, every stakeholder within uh, this landscape is, is learning at the same time. And I feel like for the, for the student athletes, um, uh, they've approached it not so much with, um, you know, I would say any pressing questions outside of, honestly, like what, you know, what the time commitment look like for me. And like, I feel like when I hear that question, um, it's kind of a, a flag in terms of just, you know, getting a better understanding of what uh, their time commitments look like. And then, you know, what I, what I have said um, to the student athletes I've had a conversation with uh, and that want to pursue the resources, just like, you know, this should be something uh, that adds value to you. And, and when it stops adding that value, that's when it's important to take another look uh, at how you want to approach this. Because, you know, uh, again, it's like, uh, my concern is is uh, uh, an arena where you have student athletes who are skipping class so they can film TikToks in order to you know fulfill a, a, an obligation for a sponsor uh, by a certain time period. And it's like you know I, I don't think that this should be something that should be juggled into a schedule. Um, I think it's it's something that uh, you know I think the sponsor should be uh, should offer awareness of. And I don't I don't foresee and I would hope that for a large part, these sponsors understand that. Um, you know, obviously the ones that are putting uh, an actual dollar amount um, uh, toward these sponsorships, you know, like Nike no knows what they need to do in order to engage with, with college athletes. And um, I, I think in general, um, you know, the corporate world is understanding that they have a greater responsibility outside of being able to sell product. Um, that they really need to, you know, adapt to the culture of, uh, and awareness of what's happening in the moment. And I think for this particular moment, um, you know, they, at least in my, my perception, should be focused towards, like, you know, they're, if they're working with college athletes, keeping in mind that there's, this, this is a part of their lives that is still rooted in, in their educational journey as well. Um, uh, and I think we'll see uh, some more practices of that from these sponsorships. Um, than we're used to seeing from some of the more uh, uh, pro sponsorships where it's very clean, cut and dry. We have an amazing athlete um, who, you know, performs better in our sneakers and we're going to display that. I think it, you're going to see different um, iterations of that happening uh, as some of these, these, these sponsorships uh, embrace student athletes. Yeah, that's definitely true. And and whenever we're kind of distinguishing between the opportunities that a lot of these bigger programs like the Ohio States, like the Clemson's, like the Alabamas of the world, we when we start distinguishing that from the opportunities that that some smaller schools may have, what what do you see as the primary a distinction between a lot of these opportunities? And a lot of the smaller schools probably don't have the the resources to be. Uh, to really educate a lot of these athletes on, on what's going on. I know that's where, I know that's where uh, people like you are, are, are coming in and really stepping up for, for those type of people. So what are, what are some of the distinctions between that people need to really uh, focus on between a lot of these uh, upper echelon, you know, universities and a lot of the, the smaller schools in terms of opportunities? Well, you know, and, and of course, like we want to, um, uh, 
at least think the best outcomes anytime uh, a new area of opportunity approaches like this. But also uh, being realistic, you know, I think that this opportunity comes in mind for those that are specifically going pro. So at least in the short term, the smaller markets aren't necessarily uh, too concerned because, you know, they look at their school and they're like, well, you know, we're not going to have uh, a student athlete who's who's going to be approached with a, a $2 million Nike sponsorship. I know, I know I use Nike as an example, Under Armour, whatever, what have you, uh, McDonald's. Um, but, you know, at the same time, I think that there's that, that in some senses for a sponsor, that's a missed opportunity. Because if you look at the metrics, um, you know, 78% of, uh, of student athletes leave with a four-year degree. And, you know, of those that leave with a four-year degree, I believe it's somewhere around 80 to 85% of those uh, at the very least start a secondary education program um, towards a master's or, or uh, other professional degree. Um, so, you know, within that, I think you have a lot of uh, testimonials and case studies that could really be highlighted if you're, you know, a corporate sponsor uh, to be able to kind of show, you know, the, the, the heartwarming outlook of what a sponsorship could look like for a student athlete, helping display, you know, uh, that these young people are more than their sport, that they're, you know, engaged uh, in their communities that they're engaged into whatever uh, professional pipeline that they're looking into. Um, uh, for example, you know, one of my student athletes um, uh, wants to be a dentist. Um, and so like, you know, uh, I think being able to kind of show, you know, you have a, a, a kid here who's a track and field runner, um, highlighting his talents and, and being able to, to support uh, his future goal of going into the professional workforce. I think if, if you are a, a corporation who, who has that corporate responsibility to be able to highlight stories like this, um, this, this uh, NIL rule offers a lot um, that goes beyond that. And also, you know, if you are a student athlete um, uh, that is looking into going towards the, the professional work, uh, workforce, um, certainly the numbers are there that uh, figuring out a means of, of a second income um, uh, is not a bad choice at all. And I think that um, for these young people taking this, you know, uh, opportunity uh, through the NIL and through their sport to be able to start building their own network uh, and expanding their own reach to be able to um, uh, be attractive to a sponsor either during or after school, uh, I think will be an opportunity that'll really um, uh, support new terrains for, for these young people. Um, especially the ones that aren't, you know, going into that professional trajectory, uh, which is obviously, you know, most. <laughs> you know, I think uh, helping them uh, understand that and, you know, my background is extensively towards marketing, towards, um, you know, digital crowdsourcing and crowdfunding. Um, and I think that, you know, everyone has the opportunity uh, uh to be able to be influencers for the things that they're passionate about. And, you know, one of the things that I'm doing with, with the student athletes that I'm working with is, is, you know, asking them the relevant questions of their passion, like whether it's, um, you know, uh, cheeseburgers or, you know, more serious things, you know, it, 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 it gives me an idea of, you know, as, as I approach sponsorships for them, um, an idea of, of what will, uh, what will be the easiest 
easiest areas of opportunity for them to um, at least be the most willing to, to embrace um, and kind of keep them away from the pitfalls of, of the things they're not willing to, whether that's from like, you know, an interest or an ideological standpoint. Um, I think it's just important, you know, obviously, uh, especially with everyone, uh, everyone's digital footprint, you know, some of the decisions that they decide to make within this role uh, can either impact them positively or negatively, depending on what they want to do uh, down the road. But I think it's it's important for, you know, all of us who are deciding whether it's, you know, me, the consultants, you know, the school, the conference. Um, the NCAA is unfortunately pretty good at shirking responsibility, but for everybody else, um, you know, it's, it is uh, upon us to, you know, help um, uh, be, you know, good actors within this, this new uh, arena. Yeah, that's definitely true. It definitely takes a, an entire village of people to be able to be able to really educate uh, these athletes and provide them with with as many with as much support and as many opportunities as possible. I did want to ask you the last couple questions before I let you go. Is if you know, I've I've kind of thought a lot about this myself. If if I were a student athlete, who would I like to approach me? Uh, with the NIL deal and who would I like to, to endorse? So if you, if you were an athlete, uh, who, who, who would be a couple of brands that, that you would like to, to come uh, endorse you? I tell you what, and you know, again, locally based, but I'm a huge fan. I would, I would probably go for like uh raising canes, literally any fried chicken operation would find a, an easy home. It would mostly be food related to be honest. <laughs> Quite frankly, if, if I could, if all of my sponsorship deals landed upon me not having to pay to eat anywhere, I'd probably go toward like revolve towards that whole landscape, quite frankly. Um, but yeah, you know, I think, you know, probably in, in a more, in a more like serious, uh, uh, equation, obviously too, like, you know, looking at, at, you know, different advocacy opportunities and the capability to be a spokesperson for, you know, better causes or, you know, whether it's like anti-bullying or, something along that or, or, you know, being able to get into schools and work with like, you know, school districts in the localities in, in a more meaningful way that to help keep, you know, even younger kids engaged um, and, and looking towards that. I think, you know, that'd be great. But yeah, I mean, to take it back to Lester, absolutely everything fried chicken related would be where I would put my ever swords. <laughs> hey, look, I'm with you, brother, because me, you know, and, do you talk about people, somebody that has a passion for cheeseburgers or I got a passion for cheeseburgers and you know, I got a passion for, for, you know, I'm getting jealous because a lot of these, you know, they just and endorsing their new, uh, Bo's chicken sandwich. I'm like, man, I, I eat at Bojangles all the time. Like they should be pouring in, they should be pouring me in some money. I mean, I'm saying you have the platform. They should be. If Bojangles is listening, I mean, at the very least, start kick you off with like an unlimited supply of Bowberry biscuits and let's start from there. <laughs> <laughs> unlimited, <laughs> good lunch unlimited chicken supremes, Eric. That that is that is going to be uh, <laughs> that's going to be me. You you can leave that's the right. the Bowberry you can leave the Bowberry biscuit off, but just uh you, got you just feed you just feed me some uh some chicken supremes and and some of those uh, seasoned okay. fries and I'll be set. <laughs> Absolutely. That's one of my favorite things rolling through Charlotte's airport is getting towards those. We're talking about airports before we got out. So. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we're taking it back to a little bit more serious note before I let you go is, is kind of sure. looking at some of these different states that maybe not have, you know, professional teams. They just, just have college teams. You know, th- think about here in South Carolina, Arkansas, a lot of these states comes to mind. Team or states that, that don't have professional pro, professional teams. It's going to feel like it's going to really allow some of these brands in those states to be able to really focus their attention uh, on those on those student athletes in college, whether it be you know South Carolina, Clemson, Coastal Carolina around here. So, do you see that as any sort of of an advantage to going to school in in some of those states to where you may necessarily have? brands that are really focused on pouring into to college sports instead of uh, professional sports? Well, you know, I, again, I, I feel like um, as, as long as we're seeing uh, the corporate responsibility standpoint, uh, as these brands are coming in, um, of understanding like, you know, the, the, a student athlete's day-to-day obligation, uh, I, I do feel like, you know, there's a lot of meaningful um, uh, things that can happen when you start seeing these sponsors come in. Um, a nonprofit I've worked with in the past um, uh, called Leanside works specifically with uh, corporate sponsors who are looking to get engaged with, with youth sports. And I feel like if anything, having these sponsors uh, come new terrain uh, offers up the opportunity for new conversations to be had at this local level. Um, and as, as long as they're done so meaningfully and, and uh, you know, with an operation and goal, and a, a, you know, not just the, the sports, but educational pipeline, uh, not, not starting just from college, but, you know, at the grade level, uh, being able to, to um, uh, put in real resources at the community level, I think, uh, is paramount um, uh, for these sponsors to, to act in, in a way that, that uh, we would hope would show goodwill throughout the state. But, you know, I, I think it'll be interesting to see, you know, where, where we have um, some states who don't have legislation around um, uh, how they want to approach NIL yet, how they'll adapt, how schools will adapt um, as they see the impact and, you know, how they embrace NIL as a recruiting tool. Um, uh, and, and you know, for the student athletes themselves to see if they, uh, after a while, even enjoy doing it. <laughs> you know? But I guess at the same point, you know, if, if, if it's, if it's working in the right direction, there should be a benefit to both sides that, you know, A, makes this uh, fun, hopefully, but B, uh, offers uh, value in any direction, whether it's a chicken supreme or uh, a, a check a check for uh, a monetary amount that, you know, helps support uh, a student athlete's livelihood. You know, I hope it's working in a meaningful direction. Yeah, there, there's no doubt about that. And, and so, many, so many opportunities <clears throat> available for for these uh, guys and girls in college. And, and so, you know, definitely so many advantages uh, to all this as long as, as long as we're educating them and, and being able to to do all this properly. But Mary, thanks so much for, for taking time. I know we're yeah, diving towards the diving towards the college football season, really diving towards uh, all this NIL stuff going on. So really appreciate you uh, taking time and, and make sure, and, you know, would love to have you back on again soon as we get uh, absolutely uh, as we get a lot of this uh, nil stuff ironed out. But we'll tell everybody where they can find uh, your work and and th- describe the the work that you're doing uh, for for what you do and and where they can find yeah. you on social media. If there's you know any athletes listening to this, they they may want to may want to reach out absolutely. to you so, to tell everybody where they can uh, find your work. 
Well, if, if, uh, if you're a student athlete in particular, uh, you can either find me on Twitter uh, at, the, at the handle below here, uh, or you can visit my website. It's simply unitedpublicaffairs.com. Uh, you know, send over an email. We'd love to work with you. And obviously, you know, same goes for sponsors. Uh, and and you know, generally, I'm, I'm a great conversation. So if anybody wants to reach out to have one, uh, happy to have it. And Bennett, you know, I really appreciate you for having me on. Um, you know, as I learn more, it'd be great to come back on and, and discuss some of the findings with you. Maybe even, you know, have one of my student athletes on to chat with you too about how they're liking uh, this rule and, and talk through that. So it'd be great to come back on soon. Definitely, definitely, definitely love to have you and any athletes, uh, any athletes that, that would would love to come on. Definitely love to have them as well. So, so thanks so much to you and, and hope you stay safe and well, brother. And we'll talk to you soon. Same to you, Bennett. Thank you so much for having me again, and, and we will chat here soon. No doubt. Thanks so much to Aaron for coming on today, and appreciate everybody for watching and listening to Crunch Time Plays today. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. It's been another edition of Crunch Time Plays. God bless everybody. <laughs>